Hello and welcome to ESP TipCast 112, preseason training and weight loss. Hey folks, it is 2018 and wow, it's hard to believe that we're already a month into the new year Uh, and with that is all sorts of upcoming races for, you know, for some people, you may have already been racing. For others, you've got goals coming up. Uh, I know for myself, I'm I'm planning on doing a uh, mountain bike race towards the end of February, and then I kind of kick off with some trail running and some more mountain bike races. So a lot of stuff coming up, but January is kind of that that crunch time, in a manner of speaking, because all sorts of things are kind of coming together, and I know a lot of summertime goals seem very far off, but again, this is the time to really build success. And along those lines, this is also the time of year that we start to see all sorts of articles dealing with solutions to our problems like building a training plan and you know building up your base miles and of course weight loss. And so what I want to do is kind of make a little bit of a two-parter here before the end of January and get you thinking about not only what you can do to make your race weight but how you can incorporate that into your training because that's really what it comes down to. And you know like a lot of you out there I face these same issues. I I've been very fortunate that Oftentimes I, I kind of get to May and my race weight just seems to come around and I know there are folks out there that, that struggle to try to make that race weight. But the problem is, is that how do you fit in the weight loss? And so I know, again, if you're somebody who has a lot of weight loss there, you let yourself go for whatever reason and I could chastise you for that. But the reality is, is that you have to lose uh, you, you know, probably 10% of what your body weight is now. If that's the case, if you're looking at much bigger weight loss, then definitely this is the time to do it. You've got to really look at kind of, uh, you know, tightening up your diet and, and we could say cleaning it up. We could say caloric restriction, but really you've got to balance that caloric restriction with training. And so, uh, what I want to do is really focus first on that component of it. And then talk about, you know, what folks can do who don't have to perhaps lose as much weight. So first things first, you know, you've got to know what your ideal racing weight is, or at least pretty close to what your optimal racing weight is. And if you're not sure, you can probably go all the way back to 2009 with this podcast um, where I talked to Matt Fitzgerald. And I do think he gave some really good tips on on looking at race weight from a performance standpoint you know so if you've tracked your weight over time you might look back on the races that you've competed the best in okay where your fitness was the best and your performance was the best what is your race weight then and that's probably pretty close to what your optimal race weight is now if you're going to harken back to the good old days 20 years ago it's not going to work um, because again, like myself, you know, my race weight when I was a cyclist w- was very different and much, much lower, and I'm not going to get down that low, but I do have an idea of what that is. And it's probably about five pounds lighter than I am now. And so I don't have a lot of weight to lose, but if you are somebody who has more weight to lose, then you've got to look at both the training that you're doing and caloric restriction. So first things first, you got to kind of balance that carbohydrate intake. 
okay? And the main thing is that on the really hard days, okay, look at the hard training sessions and make sure that you're going to fuel up afterwards, particularly if you have a training day the next day. Okay, and so those are kind of two maybe uh, cooperative or in some cases competing times where you're going to look at what you're eating and how much you're eating, but you have to always think about the next day of training. If you've trained really hard one day and you have another hard training session the next day, you've got to make sure that that hard training session is a quality training session. There's no point in sacrificing a training session in the name of weight loss. Okay, so performance always out of your your uh, you know your best training days. Now, you might have a day uh, you know a follow up day that's a recovery day. Okay, well then you can probably restrict calories a little bit more uh, the day before. All right, and so kind of be thinking about how can I balance my carbohydrate intake? How can I balance, you know, my caloric intake and look at it that way? Uh, That's really the first thing you want to do. Now, if you're looking at the overall picture, when do you restrict calories? Well, in general, uh, it's a good idea to balance your energy intake with your energy output. Okay. So that's another general rule is that if you have a very light training day, okay, don't eat as many calories. And so what I like to do is kind of do this, this periodized caloric restriction. And a lot of RDs and nutritionists will use this tactic where they'll go very low-cal on low-activity days. You don't want to, again, go low-cal on high-activity days because your activity is going to suffer. So when you're thinking about that, maybe uh, you know, cut your KCAL needs in half. Okay, so if you're, you know, typical male, 150 pounds, you might need 2,000 kcals uh, without exercise. Think about what the exercise you're going to do that day and maybe cut those in half. If maybe it's a rest day, maybe do 1,000 calories, okay? But you really want to think about it and th- think about how you can sustain that, that weight loss over the long term. Again, crash dieting, lots of severe caloric restriction is going to hamper your training. And now is the time of year that you can really make some gains, particularly in triathlon. I've seen this less in single sport or, or yeah, so single activity sports. But in triathlon, myself included, I've really struggled over the years to try to balance all of the training that I have to do um, and try to severely limit my caloric restriction in a short period of time. So you really need to kind of look long term and try to try to see what gains you can make because in a single day sport like cycling, you've only got one sport to focus on. In triathlon, I, I generally find once the racing season starts, it's kind of more of a maintenance unless you have a long block in between a race. All right, so that's if you have to lose a lot of weight. Now, for a lot of us, we've been, uh, you know, very disciplined, or we we've we we've been able to maintain our body weight, or maybe we just have a naturally low body weight. And so, what I really like to do is kind of have this this systematic approach where I might do some restriction, bring my weight down a little bit, and then train hard for maybe three four weeks, and then maybe go into a slightly different, uh, you know, training focus. And then try to bring my caloric intake down. And then again, only do that for maybe three or four weeks at most. 
okay, so that you can focus on the training. And again, I think it depends on the type of athlete you are. If you're doing just running or you're doing just cycling, um, I think it's pretty easy to, to, to kind of build in caloric restriction into that type of training. But again, triathlon gets very tricky because you can't train your best or you can't train kind of all out for every single sport year round. Okay, some some things have to wax and wane. Uh, I generally find it's pretty easy to maintain a good swimming, uh, a good swimming routine, and really not be eating quite as much um, than it is to particularly have a pretty heavy running routine uh, and combining that with cycling. So just be thinking about that that strategic kind of caloric restriction, again, maybe one or two days a week where you restrict your calories, but the rest of the time you're really thinking about the quality. You want quality training session because weight loss aside, if you don't train at your best, you're not going to be your best. Okay. And then one last dietary tip, when you restrict your calories, you want to make sure you increase your protein intake. We, we've seen a lot of new research, a lot of good research that says that in caloric restriction, if you want to try to maintain muscle mass and you want to maintain well-being, upping your protein intake to two to maybe two and a half grams per kilogram per body weight is the way to go. Uh, and really, you can restrict carbohydrates and you can supplant that carbohydrates with protein. Hey folks, that's it for TipCast 112. On the next TipCast coming up real soon, I'm actually going to talk more of the performance side of things and how you can structure your training to get the most out of these next couple months of training before the season really kicks off. As always, if you have questions, head on over to www.espanswers.com. You can head on over. You can make a donation. We appreciate your donations. You can also drop me an email at esppodcast at gmail.com. But remember, folks, if you're not thinking ahead, you're falling behind. Later. Later.